Welcome to Creation Conversations with Joe Hubbard and John Mackay. Join us each week as we answer your questions and common objections to the Bible, creation, and Noah's flood. We hope you enjoy the show. All right, everybody. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are joining us today um, from around the planet. Thank you and welcome back to Creation Conversations for this um Sort of an update, really, about uh, what's been going on and a little bit of a health update for myself as well and a bit about the future of Creation Conversations. But we're also going to sort of turn it into a bit of a, um, uh, a sort of a discussion about some of the new stuff that uh, we've got going on at Creation Research and some fabulous new discoveries uh, and new artifacts and things like that which we're hopefully going to get on display very shortly. Um, I say it is just uh, me tonight, as, as as far as we know. We've I've sent links out to um, John Mackay, but when I spoke to him last night, uh, it was a very slim chance of him turning up. He's actually stationed up at Gympie in Australia, um, which is uh, sort of north, about a two and a half, three hour drive north of where he lives, just sort of uh, near Brisbane. It's sort of a bit in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's near where Jurassic Ark is based and he's doing lots of work with Jurassic Ark at the moment um they had uh, 60 or so homeschoolers visit the museum up there which is wonderful um but he's he's without uh, much <clears throat> signal or wi-fi so whether or not he will be joining us uh, only time will tell but he may well turn up halfway through the stream but never mind about that all right let's uh, let's start by just having a bit of a chat about some new stuff that has come in um let's start off with this rather marvellous specimen that we've got here. It's quite large. I've got a photo of it as well, which I'll put up. But I wanted to show you the uh, the real thing here. Let's try and get that all in. There we go. Can you see that all there? Um, it's it's a cast, I have to say. This isn't the uh, the real thing. There have been very few of these found, um, these, these casts. Well, these actual fossils, rather. But there's been many of these casts made. But as far as I can find out, we are the only museum in the UK to actually have a cast of this particular dinosaur. Um, what is it? It's called Dracorex. It was found a few years back. Dracorex Hogswartia, which uh, literally translates to the King Dragon of Hogwarts. So that tells you what kind of books that paleontologists read in their spare time. But the reason it was called that is because it looks like a dragon exactly spot on like a dragon um so it's it's quite a remarkable specimen and it also makes a very important point which we make over and over again about dragons and dinosaurs um because if you go back into the literature what you will find is the original paleontologists before they'd invented the word dinosaur which wasn't invented until the 1840s by sir richard owen uh, both before during and after they were had invented this word they referred to these creatures as dragons and of course you'd know that if you're have purchased uh, this wonderful book by Vance Nelson called Dire Dragons, which we sell at Creation Research. Just go to creationresearch.net and you'll find um, links to it. But it actually, this particular dinosaur um, actually features in his rather spectacular book, uh, Dire Dragons. And it goes a lot more into detail about that there, as well as the history of dragons and dragon carvings from around the world. So that's a, a, a spectacular new addition to our museum collection. There's the uh, let's put the picture of the skull up. There we go. There's the skull in uh, in all of its glory. Um, so a really a really rather beautiful specimen. Uh, we've also got uh, other bones and stuff as well, and this is quite exciting as well. 
I think I showed this on one of the last uh, creation conversations, actually. Um, it's a big Edmontosaurus bone. Edmontosaurus were the duck-billed dinosaurs. This comes from Texas in the USA, and it's been shipped out to us here. It's a wonderful piece to go into the museum, but also um, we've got an interesting little project coming up, not just with the museums, but uh, we are going to be exhibiting at a place called Creation Fest this year. Now, I've been wanting to get to Creation Fest for quite some time now. Um, it's a big Christian festival, Christian music festival uh, down in the south part of the UK. And they have lots of lots of teaching. They have lots of people going. It was obviously cancelled last year, but they've got a lot more people coming um, uh, this year again, they're, they're actually doing it this year. So we're going to have a mini museum display. So do pray for that because we've got a wonderful uh, amount of work to try and get that all together and get that put together and get that put out. So that should be very, very exciting. Um, but we'll have a wonderful museum display with not just fossils and dinosaurs, but also this. Now this just arrived the other day. We've been on long uh, order for it. Um, it's a it's a pot handle. You can see the handle there. Um, it's quite an old pot handle actually. It's from uh, it's from Israel. But what's really fascinating is uh, let's try and see if we can get this into focus here. If I put it in front of my face, that should just about work. There we go. Can you see the little symbol that has been stamped into the handle of the pot? Um, just. Oops, there we go, just there. Well, let's put a photo up so you can see it nice and clearly because this is actually quite exciting here. Um, let's just put that up so we get some uh, we get some contrast on for you. There we go. So you can see the, the, the creature just there. It's actually a winged scarab beetle and it's got Hebrew writing um, over it as well. This is actually it's a it's a Judaite uh, terracotta jar handle handle which has been impressed by a royal seal of Hezekiah. Um, these are known as LMLK uh, seals, which means it's belonging to the king, uh, and it usually tells you the city. But in this particular one, the city has been scratched off. Um, so we're talking about 700 years BC at the time of King Hezekiah, depicting the royal emblem, which is these two winged sun disc. Uh, this is actually from the Ex Tarshish Gallery in. Jerusalem. We've got it um, completely legally, uh, just to let everybody know. This has come with an export certificate from the uh, uh, Antiquities Authorization, the uh, the um, Israel Antiquities Authorization. So it's a wonderful piece of evidence that the Bible is true and can be trusted. We're developing this museum collection in the UK and around the world. Um, you know, we were talking about our. Um, uh, Nebuchadnezzar uh, tablet just here, which is absolutely wonderful. Uh, and so we've got lots and lots of these things going on, which we want to get on display, not just in our big museums, but also these sort of roaming museums as well. Okay, so what else has been happening uh, with creation research? Well, these have turned up. We've talked about these lots and lots of times. We've just got, uh, we've actually sold out of our Fire and Ice DVDs or just about sold out. So we've got a whole new set coming along. But there's another way that you can enjoy um, our creation uh, research resources, and that's through Creation Research Live. And I'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. But before we go on to that, let's talk about the future of creation conversations. Because when we first did this, we just brought out Fire and Ice, just brought out the, 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 the documentary. We just finished doing the 
stuff with um, the filming and the editing and everything. And I said to John, we really ought to have a thing where we both come on and chat a bit about climate change. Oh, by the way, we're not going away with this climate change topic. It's a hot topic uh, even now more than ever, um, because happening right now in Cornwall and it's causing havoc down there is the G7 meeting, the Global Leaders Summit. Um, and so uh, they're talking about climate change there, but they're also the UK is hosting the Climate Change Conference, uh, the Climate Summit, up in um, Glasgow later on this year in November, I believe. So Creation Research is going to be doing more about that. So do tune in and find out more. But I sort of suggested to John, let's get this together. Let's talk about this. Let's do something broadcastable um, like we've been doing ever since. And we've had a wonderful run with uh, lots of special guests on. It's been wonderful. And by no means do we want to stop it. However, we are going to be taking a short break, and uh, and here's some of the reason. Here's some of the reason why. Um, so. For the last few months or so, I have been struggling uh, with a few things health-wise. And they'd all been little individual things I hadn't paid much attention to, like I'd been getting a lot of fatigue and some lightheadedness and uh, a lot of headaches, struggling to think. My memory has been shocking. Um, and in hindsight, it's even stuff like, you know, I've been putting on a lot of uh, a lot of weight and stuff like that, despite doing intermittent fasting and uh, on a diet and stuff, and I'd never used to put on weight. So there's been lots and lots of little things, but it all culminate, culminated on Sunday. This is last Sunday. Um, and I actually woke up feeling very, very sick and not very well at all. Um, my Sarah and my wife, I sent uh, her to church just saying, you know, I'm just going to take it easy here for a bit because I really don't feel very well. Potted around in the garden, didn't do much. And then middle of the day, I began to feel very, very ill. I began to sort of zone in and out of uh, conscious, uh, not quite consciousness, but concentration, I suppose. I kept going very woozy and uh, couldn't quite focus on anything. Um, my sister-in-law, who's a, uh, a first responder um, for St. John's in the UK, she called 999 because she was concerned about me. I remember talking to the 999 lady briefly, and then I don't remember anything else. And it turned out that I'd actually blacked out. Um, I was unconscious on the floor for over an hour, uh, during which I tried to throw up several times, but I I, I couldn't because I hadn't eaten anything that day. Um, the really scary time was because uh, it was my my sister-in-law who was monitoring me, and they also got a St. John paramedic who lives just around the corner to come and monitor me. Um, and the, the scariest time was when my pulse actually dropped to 30. I had no pupil reaction, uh, and I even stopped breathing for a short period of time. So I was rushed into hospital uh, by the ambulance, which eventually turned up after about 50-odd minutes. And um, was checked over in hospital. They did uh, basic blood tests. They did urine tests. They did a CT or a CAT scan. Um, but nothing was very conclusive. And then, so they sent me home, basically. They uh, they discharged me, sent me home, and told me, go see your GP tomorrow and try and get to the bottom of this. Uh, at the GP's office the next day, I also blacked out in the nurse's office, so there was definitely something wrong. Uh, but it did mean that they were able to actually see kind of what was going on. And uh, the conclusion was, and this is the doctor's own words, my heart isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing which is uh, reassuring, uh, to, to, say, to, to put it lightly. Um, 
there, there's one of two options that it could be either my, my heart is is seriously not working properly um, or I've got a thyroid problem. Um, he suspects the latter. Uh, I have a history of thyroid problems in my family. Um, John Mackay has had to go through all of the thyroid stuff as well, so he knows what it's like and the symptoms do sound like that, They, especially the last sort of few months of issues. Um, <clears throat> but it sort of got to a, a very, very bad point now. So I've been put on uh, drugs, which um, slow my heartbeat down. Uh, I've been referred to the cardiology department, where I've got to be wired up for a period of time and so on and so forth. Uh, I've been told to cut all stress out. I've been told to not do any strenuous activities and the like and so on and so forth. So obviously the ministry is taking a bit of a hit of this as well. Um, I um, have to force myself to basically step down from a lot of stuff now albeit creation conversations is not the most uh, strenuous of things to do um to try and sort of pull it all together and, and and do it but amongst everything else that is going on at the same time we've sort of come to the decision that it would be best to sort of take a summer break um just cut down on some of the stuff that we're we're doing or specifically that i'm doing um i will still be around we've got some exciting new projects that we still want to work towards um, creation fest is in august so uh we'll be looking at doing that still um and organizing that there was contacted actually by our, our dear friends at um studio scotland who i've got to get back to tonight actually to talk about a new project uh with them which i do definitely want to get involved with so there's there's definitely things that we're going to carry on trying to do on a smaller level or smaller scale um but uh with my health as it is um I think that it's probably best just to take a short break for a while. Um, I mean, even over the last few days, I've been very, very lightheaded. I mean, even now, I've got a, I've got a pounding headache. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's sort of little stuff like that. And I would probably be worse than having more of these episodes if I weren't on the drugs that I was, I'm currently on, uh, which deliberately slow my heart rate down so that I don't um, get affected like this. Um, I can still do writing projects and stuff like that, and we'll, we'll probably carry on with a few different things. But for the time being, it looks like we are going to have a break with creation conversations. Let's go over to the chat and have a, a little bit of a look and see if anybody has uh, has joined us or has said anything. Um, no, nobody's on the chat at all tonight. That's uh, unusual. We normally have a, a, a few decent people on the chat, but never mind. Um, let's talk about uh, some more things that we've been, been doing as well, because there has been stuff going on behind the scenes as well. Um, well, I think we've mentioned this before on here. Let me just put these uh, these photos up. Um, so we've got our new dinosaurs, which we're going to be putting on display in our travelling museum. Uh, there you can see my wonderful wife next to uh, two of our new additions there, which is absolutely fantastic. So these are, well, they, it's interesting, actually. They came to me labelled as Velociraptor. Now, um, velociraptors were significantly smaller than that in the real world, but uh, never mind <laughs> about that. They do sort of capture the imagination and they do draw people in. But you know what? Have a look at that dinosaur standing there. Not a single person in the world today would deny that that dinosaur has been created. I mean, it's made out of plastic and resin. It's been beautifully sculpted. It's been brilliantly painted. It is absolutely fantastic. Yet 
the real dinosaurs, the bones that we dig up, at, up out of the ground, these are supposed to be completely random chance. The, uh, the, the woman in the middle, my wife there, she's supposed to be completely random chance. Ah, we can actually use these dinosaurs to explain what we mean by what a creation is. What is a design? How do we know that something has actually been designed? So it's a good thing to actually be able to use. Um, and if you want to know the answer to the question about design, you can watch last week's Creation Conversations because we had uh, John Mackay as well as Dr. Diane Eager on there. Um, what else have we got going on? <clears throat> Excuse me. Brand new uh, uh, cards that we've got just to try and see if we can get this into focus here. Try and move my head behind it. There we go. Um, so we've got <clears throat> a brand new museums project, which is now really beginning to pick up pace. Um, we're, we're chatting with a lot of different people to be able to bring this all together. And again, it's going to be slow now because of my health in the UK and some of the issues there. But we're going to slowly begin to bring that together and get the trust together so we can actually start using the building, which we've been negotiating with and so on and so forth. So we're really uh, excited about that. Here's another fossil, brand new fossil. That's uh, just just turned up multi-fish plate ah uh, well i've done a lot of research into fish and it's been it's been a, it's a real fascinating thing to look into because when you're dealing with fish like this you have to bury them very very quickly indeed you just don't have chance to actually slowly bury them because not only do you need to bury the creature before um it has chance to decay you when it comes to fish 90 percent of fish when they die they float because they've got a thing called an air bladder inside of them or a, a swim bladder and it helps them with buoyancy so when they die they've got no control over it so they bloat and then they float and that's that now if you want to get a fish trapped you've got to somehow either get a fish engulfed into the sediment so you need to have flowing water which is full of sediment heavy laden sediment to catch the fish up but there are some cases in which fish can actually sink to the bottom if it's very cold water or some fish don't actually have a swim bladder now even if that happens, even if the fish is able to sink to the bottom of the sea or the river or the lake or whatever, and it starts to slowly get buried, it will still decay really, really quickly. And we've actually found this out when I was talking to a fish farmer who kept his fish in cold water pools, so they sank to the bottom when they died. And he said it's a race against time to actually get that fish out because there's a bacteria which lives on the bottom, uh, sorry, not a bacteria, a fungus. Bacteria is involved, but specifically there's a fungus which lives on the bottom of the tank and it's uh, it exists in rivers, it exists in lakes, it exists at the bottom of the sea, which will come up and will actually engulf that fish, anchor it to the bottom and destroy it in a matter of hours. So if you want to actually get a fossil fish like this, if you want to get a multi, you know, a plate of, of fossil fish like this, it has to be buried very, very quickly indeed, and has to be engulfed very quickly by sediments flowing sideways. So uh, there's a, a, a fascinating new addition to the museum collection, and that is actually going to try and be in our roaming museum as well. And we want to get this roaming museum that we can take around to conferences, that we can take around to uh, different events, or if you're a church, that we can actually come and set it up and do sort of a, a mini conference in your church facility, you know, over a couple of days or whatever, and have all of the display set up. So we, we're really looking forward to be able to, 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 to actually do um, some of this uh, when we slowly begin to come out of lockdown. And we will wait and see. We're 
supposed to be hearing in what is it? It's less than two weeks now. We're supposed to be hearing whether or not we can actually. Uh, well, it's ten days now. Actually, it's the eleventh today, isn't it? So ten days in the UK, we should be hearing whether or not we're allowed out of lockdown completely. So <laughs> we'll see if that we'll see if that happens. But once it does, we do want to uh, start up a um a um. A, uh, a ministry trip around uh, but of course that all depends on my health as well if it's something very serious like heart failure then um, I, I will be a lot of operations and surgery no doubt and if it's uh, uh, it is just thyroid that that's better um, but it still means about six to eight months of uh, trying to get the dosage right and uh, we can talk to John Mackay about trying to get the dosage right because he had a, a wonderful time trying to get the right dosage he was either too high or too low or whatever and ended up turning up at the um Uh, customs uh, office in uh, in the USA and when they asked him for his passport he said oh which one do you want because he was off his head with thyroid tablets which is not the best thing to say if you're trying to uh, get into the US but because <laughs> of course he has two two passports a British one uh, and an Australian one but um but never mind um what else have we got that we can finally talk about? Oh, yes, let's forget uh, a, a newish book that came out. I don't think we've talked about this on Creation Conversations before. Um, the Rocks Cry Out, Charmouth and Black Then. Let me give you a brief little history to these books because these have a close place in my heart because uh, it was actually through this project that I actually met my wife. <laughs> So the Rocks Cry Out is a project which we developed for the UK, but it's relevant around the world um, to get these books uh, and videos which accompany the books. We put, we give the videos for you for free. Uh, you can find them on our new um, website, creationresearchlive.com, or I think they're on our YouTube channel as well, but they're there, they're free, they're, they're easily accessible, which is me taking you around these locations and showing you the fossils and showing you the evidence and digging it up. And I love doing the field trips and actually being able to take people out there. I can't wait to get back onto... excuse me, um, to get back out into the field again and do some stuff with 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 people because I have missed that a lot. Um, so we're really looking forward to doing to doing that again. But what I decided to do was put together a, a, a series that parents, that families, that teachers, that anybody can take and help their kids or help themselves to understand the rocks around from a biblical perspective. Because my uh, story, my background, when I was young, there really weren't any facilities. I mean, you get a great big book about the Grand Canyon, but what point was that for, you know, a little kid living in the UK? And so, uh, uh, you know, I'd be taken on secular field trips and I'd be told by parents, you know, oh, don't listen to them. They're just telling lies. You've got to go and, uh, you know, just learn how to find fossils and, and try and somehow work out what a biblical perspective is. So that was sort of my background growing up. And I thought we really need to get something there for people today, for parents today, for home educators so we started with uh, the Valley of Lyme, uh, which was really, really exciting and really, really good. We moved on to do a few a few different others. Um, and this is our latest one, Charmouth and Black Venn. Now, this coincided with a new film about Mary Anning, which came out. Mary Anning was a Victorian fossil hunter. Very, very good. Um, 
great for her time and uh, also a devout Christian as well. Uh, unfortunately, in the movie, it was a Hollywood movie as opposed to a documentary, and they took liberties with the truth as they uh, as they normally do with with Hollywood movies, and they portrayed her as a as a lesbian um, with all sorts of nonsense in there as well. So I thought, well, it's about time that we actually made a book, a Rocks Cry Out series, which gave you not only the truth about the rocks and the fossils, but also gave you the truth about Mary Anning as well. So you can watch The Rocks Cry Out, Charmathan Black Ven for free on our YouTube channel and our Creation Research Live. Um, and you can get the book. And uh, yes, it's obviously based for UK market, but it's uh, it's our biggest book, uh, Rocks Cry Out book to date, and it gives you a lot of information which is relevant around the world. Because a lot of the geology, well, this is Jurassic geology we're looking at in Charmouth and Black Ven, and it's the same Jurassic geology that you find not just at Charmouth and Black Ven, you find it in Scotland, you find it in Germany, you find it in France, you find it in the USA, you find it in Australia, it goes around the world. So it's relevant anyway. Of course, if you do live in the UK, it does do things like give you maps uh, so you can know exactly where to go. And uh, it uh, gives you the the practical to help you get there and get down on the beach. But then it goes into the big picture, which takes you step by step through the geology. It's got some really good fossil finds in there. It goes into detail about sideways strata, which is a a fascinating uh, bit of research that we've been doing. Evidence from fossils. It goes into uh, Mary Anning as well. There she is down the bottom there and talks about all of her finds and stuff as well really fascinating uh, look as well. The in-depth section um, goes into the history of geology and it talks about the connection between the Babylonians and deep time and the Greeks and deep time and evolution and everything. And of course, it has a fossil ID guide at the end, which helps you to uh, actually uh, identify all of the fossils that you find. But again, it's Jurassic, so you find this kind of stuff all around the world. So uh, a great little book that's available from Creation Research. You can find it at creationresearchstore.com. So uh, do look that up. Well, we're just about heading towards the end of our half hour mark, and I'm uh, getting quite tired, so I need to go and (laughs) have a sleep. But thank you for everybody who's joined us. We've had a few people watching us, and we thought it was worth, I mean, with the state that I was in, we thought, um, I did ponder about just 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 stopping there and then and uh, and picking it up in a few weeks' time, but I thought I'd better do another one um, just so that I explain to everybody what's going on, uh, so I don't just jump off of the radar. Uh, we may well have John Mackay do a few ones, like one every couple of weeks or something, or um, if I'm feeling better or start on medication or whatever, we can start up sooner, or we could do uh, you know maybe once every two weeks or something. I don't know, but we're going to stop the regular week weekly things for the time being. We will be back. We will continue doing this because I enjoy doing this, um, if (laughs) if nothing else. And I think we've had a a really, really good run with some really, really good um, uh, people and guests. And I I, I do, you know, me and John work together so well. It was one of the first reasons why we knew that I'd been called into ministry was how well that uh, me and John work together, or specifically how we knew that I was called into creation research. And we just love having a good chat and bouncing off of each other. So um, we will be back. Don't worry. Uh, I'm going to finish by actually playing you a video. It's our sort of advert, if you like, for Creation Research Live. We've sort of soft um, trialed it uh, 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 and uh, trialed it predominantly for our... um, 
our new documentary, Fire and Ice. Um, but it now has got all of creation research content. So everything that you've just about ever been able to get from creation research is on there, uh, different prices depending on the quality or the length. Um, but there is a big free section. Uh, creation research live as well so it's creationresearchlive.com and i'll just play this for you now g'day i'm indiana joe and welcome to creation research live the one-stop media site for everything creation research now over the last 40 years or so creation research has headed up some fascinating groundbreaking documentaries lectures debates and presentations all about the fact that you can trust the bible from the very beginning, that God's word is true and giving Christians a reason for the hope that is within them, that Jesus Christ really is who he said he was, our creator, saviour and sustainer. Now, starting way back in the 80s with VHS tapes and cassette tapes, moving into the late 90s and the early 2000s with DVDs and CDs, and most recently, we had our downloadable MP4s. But in today's high-tech world, there is a definite need to have an easily accessible, high-quality streaming service which you can actually stream these videos and resources to any device. And that is what Creation Research Live is all about. On this website, you can find all of Creation Research's lectures, presentations, debates and documentaries in one easy to access, easy to use streaming service, Creation Research Live. Simply find the video you want to buy, pay for it to be able to stream it, you get an automatic link, click on it, follow it through and you get to watch that presentation, debate or documentary. And what's more, there's no need to download anything to your computer or laptop so you can stream it on any device you wish. So what are some of the benefits of using Creation Research Live? Well, to begin with, you save money. You only pay for the videos that you want to watch and you can save even more by buying bigger bundles or unlimited membership. You also get all of our videos in high quality format with no downloads necessary, meaning you don't need to have masses of storage on your device, which also means that you can stream on any device. And of course, by buying our videos and streaming them, you will also be supporting the work that Creation Research does around the globe. Also at Creation Research Live, you can find Creation Research Unplugged, our free television show with one series already out, another one on the way, and many more coming into the future. Free to watch. We've also got a free section uh, with all of our resources, whether there are original productions or ones that were purpose-built to be free, resources that help strengthen your faith. So explore Creation Research Live. Stream the videos, use the free content, get to grips with God's word with Creation Research Unplugged, and remember who Jesus Christ is, our creator, saviour and sustainer. I'll catch you later. So there you go, folks. That is our little uh, advert there for Creation Research Live. Do go and check that out. There's lots of good content content, sorry, on, uh, on there. Um, I've had a couple of comments come through, so I better just uh, very quickly run through them so everybody yeah, is seen. So, uh, Neil, um, thanks, Neil. I, I'm really uh, appreciating that, that letting us know that you enjoy creation conversations. I will take it easy. I've got a very good slave master for a wife who will force me to take things easy because I don't do that very well myself. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, we, we, we are taking it easy, and I'm not doing, I'm not doing a lot. So, um, yeah, we will be doing that. You've also asked, I see here, um, could you post an update on YouTube occasionally? Yes, of course. I'm not going to be disappearing uh, completely. Um, we will occasionally do stuff, and I, you know, occasionally if we're 
it out and about or you know just taking it slowly and i come across research or something or you know say brand new stuff we've had this stuff um supposed to be coming for for, for a few months now and it turned up uh, yesterday so we will uh, we will talk about stuff um as it comes in or maybe do a live video or something like that on youtube or facebook or whatever you know and we'll we'll let people know um, so uh, yes, we will do we will do occasional updates on uh, on YouTube, but um, I say it's just sort of the consistent weekly thing. It just takes one thing off of my mind for 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 a little bit. Um, and uh, and thank you, Ed, as well. Um, we I do appreciate prayer right now. I mean, if if people and supporters uh, want to want to pray for us, the um, the I suppose the three uh, biggest things that you can pray for us is that we actually find a cause to my illness and we actually know what's going wrong because it's quite um, uh, it's quite worrying not knowing exactly what's going on so it would be good to know what a cause is um, and that there'd be a solution of course and we can get it fixed do also pray for my strength because uh, it is taking a toll on me in, in, in some way and it'd be good to know um, what's going on and that I'd have enough strength to actually do a bit of ministry and a bit of work carrying on so pray for that pray for the museum's project and all the work that we do actually have to do um, in the next few months that does need to be done uh, and also pray for me and uh, Sarah Ann uh, that the Lord would sustain us physically and financially as well as we go through this sort of difficult patch pray also for John uh, and the head office he's basically Creation Research UK's lifeline um, at the moment for keeping us going uh, and they've been having their fair share of uh, of troubles over there as well health and uh, and difficulty as well but the Lord is good through all and the Lord is in control through all so we do very much appreciate your prayer if you would like to support us or uh, if you would like to um, find out more about what's been going on you can sign up to our newsletter at creationresearchuk.com um, or you can support with your donations at creationresearchstore.com so all the information's online um, and uh, I would recommend signing up to our UK letter if you want to follow me um, it's creationresearchuk.com and then click on newsletter or I think you can sign up to it again through the through the store as well but you have to do it through the website because of GDPR and everything and it lets you know that we're going to hold you information for the sole purpose of sending you stuff about us basically all right Thank you, folks. We've run over time a little bit as we normally do, but that doesn't matter. Thank you very much, folks. Um, God bless. I will see you at some point in the future. Um, and uh, yeah, Lord willing, I will be recovered shortly. Goodbye. Goodbye.